What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by High V and Toyson Ford. Dan Casper here with you, as always, for every episode of the Man Cave Podcast. On this episode, kind of doing something different. I like to play a lawyer once in a while. I like to pretend I'm a lawyer once in a while. And I'm going to play, like, a couple different versions of a lawyer in this thing. We know Badger football, Packer football this year... Hasn't been stellar. A lot of lows. More lows than probably positives here, right? So with that, I want to ask the question, and I want you, the listener, to be the jury. I want you to have an open mind right now before I ask this. I know some of you are probably going to have predetermined thoughts and, and all that, and I understand that. But try to have an open mind. I'm going to present cases for both sides. Why the Packers are in better shape for the next couple of years to get back to being a really good team. Uh, I'm going to present a case why they're not, and I'm going to do the same for the Badgers, why the Badgers are in the best shape in the next couple of years to, to get back to being a better team or why they're not. And I want you to decide, who do you think is going to be in better shape in the next couple of years or get back to being a really good team in the next couple of years? Okay, I'm going to present the sides. I'm going to pre- present the case. For, for both, and you decide. All right? You decide. So let's just jump right into it. Obviously, it's been a down year for Badger football and the the Packers this year. Some fans incredibly frustrated. Some maybe had lower expectations uh, to you know, coming into to the season, so maybe they're not uh, too surprised or maybe too down. But nonetheless, I think we can all agree it's been a down year, right? I mean, Badgers five and five. They're coming off of losses against Indiana and Northwestern, and uh, the Packers sitting at uh, three and six right now with a tough portion of their schedule coming up here with questions about quarterback. Uh, is does Jordan love the guy or not? So, and I think there's a lot of similarities between these two teams between these two programs but the question at hand that we're throwing out to you and again don't don't give me your pick yet i want you to try to come into this with a little bit of an open mind i know it's gonna be hard because some already have that predetermined all right some already have that predetermined which it is what it is but try to come in with an open mind until after you hear both sides but which of these teams, which of these programs, if you will, in the next couple of years, I don't want to say next year because I want to give it a little bit more, but within the next maybe two, three, couple seasons here, do you trust or do you think or you have the most confidence in that they will get back to being a good team, solid team, you know, playoff conference championship style team which one do you think has the best opportunity the best chance to get there to to get back to being a good ball team a good ball club let's start off by making the case for why it should be so i'll I'll start this i'm going to play lawyer for for both sides here Let's start off with making the cases why it should be the Packers and why it should be the Badgers, and then I'll flip it over and say why it shouldn't be the Packers 
and why it shouldn't be the Badger. So we'll start off with a little bit of the, uh, the positivity, if you will. So why it should be the Packers in the next couple of years here. I think you focus on two major things when when it comes to this. One being that we know it has been thrown down everybody's throats. Everybody's throats that this is a young team. This is an inexperienced team. Yada, yada, yada. We've heard that before. And if that is the case, and which I think you can make a case for, you watch these games, you see the inexperience at play. Well, within the next couple of years, that inexperience goes out the window. For some, they're already throwing it out the window. For this team, they already throw it out the window. But facts are facts. Okay? Facts are facts. In the next couple of years, these guys are going to know what it's like in the NFL. They're going to the game's going to slow down for them a little bit more. They're going to be more experienced. They're going to be better players with a little bit more years under their belts, whether that's the wide receivers, uh, the the tight ends, maybe some in the uh, secondary, or wherever the, the case may be. These younger guys are going to gain a little bit more experience, and they are going to be better. The second part of this thing is you look at the salary cap situation. This year, Green Bay took a lot of hits in the dead cap. Took a lot of hits and cap hits to in, in general. Kind of a wash year, if, if you will. We see teams do that. They Eventually it catches up to them. Tampa Bay went through it. New, uh, is going through it now. New England went through it after Brady left. They're, they're paying the piper right now with, with Aaron Rodgers' dead cap and, and David Bakhtiari's big cap hit right now, and he's he's on IR and he ain't coming back. Next year, things open up quite a bit in terms of the salary cap. By simply releasing David Bakhtiari, simply releasing David Bakhtiari, you open up nearly 21 and a half million dollars in cap space. Nearly $21.5 million in cap space. To where, according to Track, and we don't know exactly what that cap is going to be, but we know the salary cap is going to rise more than likely next year. You're looking at a little under $30 million available in cap space for the Packers. Well, if you also release Aaron Jones, fan favorite, we get it, we understand it, but if you release him, that's going to earn you a little bit more, about close to $5.5 million available cap space. So Green Bay is going to be going into next year in decent cap space, off-season, decent cap space coming up here. And for anybody who says, well, they don't spend or anything like that, bull. Goody has shown he does spend. He has shown. I, I go back to after that down year where they missed the postseason – and yes, maybe it was a little bit of a different circumstance in terms of, you know, you had Rodgers as your quarterback and you're trying to get one more with him. But he spent on Preston, he spent on Zadarius, he spent on Adrian Amos, and he spent on Billy Turner. All four in like one day. And he even said earlier this year, I hope the salary cap is big this year. So insinuating he wants to spend. He wants to spend. And I think given how this year has gone, 
He knows he has to spend, maybe to save his job. So to me, those two are those two are big reasons for optimism for the next couple of years for, for Green Bay. And this year, you're probably going to get a top 10 pick. And, and it's probably going to be an impact player. Knock on what it is. Hopefully, we know the draft is a crapshoot. But you're going to get a top 10 pick. That should be a contributor for, for this ball club right away. And I want to address the big question mark. The big question mark. And where the success will be determined. Actually, there's two of them. Jordan Love. Is Jordan Love the guy? Is he the guy that can be the long-term starter for this team? He has been a lightning rod of conversation and debate throughout this whole season. And for some, they haven't seen enough. For some, they've seen enough, and he's not the guy. But I think you have to look at the bigger picture. We can break down numbers. We can break down statistics. We can break down you know, completion percentage, and they're not great. Let's be honest. They're not great. But you're looking for growth this year. And it's a small sample size here. But if you are a believer in pro football focus, in the last couple of weeks here, Jordan Love has been graded the sixth highest quarterback in the last couple of weeks. Third highest, according to Zach Cruz, if you only count the quarterbacks who played two games, three ahead of them had bye. So, I mean, some of those quarterbacks only played one game in the last two weeks. So maybe is that an incredibly small sample size? It is an incredibly small sample size. But we're looking for growth. We're looking for optimism. We're looking for things that show potential. And I think anybody who says that Jordan Love in the last couple of weeks hasn't played that well, you, you might have some predetermined opinions on him. He played, he has played well in, in the last couple of weeks. Maybe outside that interception to Jordan Love in that previous game, but I digress. So you're looking for growth. You're looking for optimism there. But I think the big reasons why that Green Bay maybe is the team that you have a little bit more confidence in, a little bit more optimism in, that they can be a team that rebounds and get backs is going to get back to being a solid unit, a solid team. You look at the cap space available. They're going to clear out all that dead cap, all that waste. They're going to they're younger players right now. They're inexperienced. I don't want. I'm, I'm going to try to avoid saying younger. They're inexperienced players are going to have more games under their belt. They're going to have that that experience. They're going to be better players of it. They're going to continue to grow. I think those are the two big reasons why you should expect optimism when it comes to Green Bay. They're going to get better. Now, for, for the Badgers... What's what's the positivity? Why should we expect for Badger football to be the better ball club in the next couple of years? What's the case for the Badgers? Luke Fickle, year one, new coaching staff. A lot of transfer guys coming in here. Maybe even some guys that uh, 
you know, Luke, you know, you hear the phrase, it's not this coaching staff's players and such. But I think why you should be optimistic is you look at Luke Fickle and his background. Look at what he did at Cincinnati. You know, not to necessarily rest on his laurels and rest on what, uh, you know, what he did in Cincinnati, what he has done uh, over there. But I think that in itself gives you confidence. That gives you confidence for what he did in his few years at Cincinnati. His record at Cincinnati, his first year, he takes that team and overall 4-8. and 4-8, eight. and eight, okay? But after that, he goes eleven and two, eleven and three, nine and one, thirteen and one, nine and three. You look at that, and that just screams optimism. His first year, nothing to brag home about. But he gets in there, starts to mold it, starts to make it his program, starts to build it, and then in the following years makes those big jumps, makes those leaps, becomes a perennial contending team. After that first year, Cincinnati in 18 finished 24th in the AP, 21st in the AP, 8th in the AP, 4th in the AP, and then in 2022 they didn't finish in the AP, but they were 9-3 overall. That should give you a lot of optimism surrounding this Badger football team. Should also give you optimism that, yes, his recruits, his recruits coming in in the next couple of years, his guys, guys that fit his system on defense, on offense, getting those guys in, getting him into the program, getting him into the offseason training, weight rooms, that sort of stuff, that should give you some optimism in itself that he's going to get Luke Fickle guys to to come into the program. So to me, the two big things, why you should be optimistic for maybe this Badger football team in the next couple of years to have successful seasons, to have successful years, is going to be Fickle's background, his pedigree, his, you know, you look at the, the evidence. He comes in after year one things start to change after he starts to mold it, after he starts to set that base, after he starts to build it a little bit, and they come out swinging. Did it in Cincinnati. And then you factor in all these new crop of players coming in here. That should give you some excitement there. That this team is going to be better. That they're going to get back to being 9-10 love and win team up there bowl games, maybe competing for Big Ten championships, Big Ten West, being the premier team in the Big Ten West, maybe. Maybe. Now what about the negatives? What about the negatives here? Why won't the Packers be the team that is going to be the team that bounces back and is going to be back to being a top team or one of the better teams in the the next couple of years? Jordan Love. We don't know what the heck. We don't know what the heck to expect from Jordan Love. What have we seen from him so far this year on a consistent basis that gives anybody any confidence whatsoever 
that Jordan Love is the guy. To go counter now that i got to go kind of go against some of the, the positive cases here, but to, to counter the, the grades from the last couple weeks, what about the weeks prior? Wasn't good. And we've looked at some of these games against the Raiders, Minnesota, uh, Pittsburgh, where they had a couple of opportunities to you know take the lead, win the games, getting into the red zone, close to the red zone, picks an interception, not or picks in the end zone, not able to punch it in the end zone. You have to question at this point here. All right, dude. Do you have that level? Do you have that you know that moxie that that closeout mentality there? Do you have it? You've had a few opportunities to do so. But come on, man. And then, you know, what about the deep ball, the deep threat? You know, your accuracy issues. I mean, to play, to be a starting quarterback, to be a good starting quarterback in the National Football League, you've got to be able to stretch the field. You've got to be able to be accurate with that football. Right? I mean, come on, there's, there's questions. We're halfway through this season, and at best, you may not know if he's the guy. And that's not a good thing. That's not that's not a good thing at this point in time. So if Green Bay has to go into this draft and maybe look at a quarterback, it's going to set them back. Got to restart that whole process there a little bit. Because you don't know if you're going to get a C.J. Stroud. You don't know if that new quarterback is going to you know, lead you to the promised land in a couple years. And we don't know that at this point. But if we're assuming that Jordan Love is the guy right now. There's definitely question marks around it. Number two, Joe Barry. What if Matt LaFleur keeps his buddy around? Oh, boy. Where's the confidence in that thing? I don't have confidence in that. Do you have confidence in that? If Matt LaFleur decides to not make any changes within this coaching staff, I think you have to question whether, you know, can Green Bay get back to being a premier program, being a good program in the next couple of years. So many questions within this coaching staff and with Matt LaFleur himself. We've seen some of the offensive schemes and plays so far this season, and you kind of have to question. You have to question the scheme. Former players have questioned the scheme. Kurt Benkert has questioned the scheme. Called it outdated. We got witnesses to that. So when you look at all that, it's like, how do you feel good? How do you feel good about that? Great. You know, hey, we got draft picks coming in. Awesome. But we've also seen first-round picks for Green Bay. They have a tendency, whether that's the players they drafted or a franchise mindset, got to ease them on in. You know, first-round picks. They're not necessarily starters. Devontae Wyatt last year. Lucas Van Ness this year. Yes, Quay Walker got a lot of snaps last year. But you look at some of these other guys, they've kind of eased them on in. And then, don't need to tell you about third-round pick history, right? Has it been good for Goody and such? So, and then you're looking at the Lions right now. If the Bears actually draft well, is that division going to get a little bit tougher? Going to get a little bit better overall? Yeah. Can't be Green Bay when you look at all that. Can't be. 
Badger-wise, why can't it be the Badgers? Let's flip the switch here. For all the talk about this isn't Fickle's guys, this isn't his group, bull. It's this coaching staff for all these transfer guys. These were guys they targeted in the transfer portal. They brought them in. They weren't handed these guys. They brought them in. They recruited them to come in here. And a lot of these guys, too, were guys they targeted while Fickle and his staff was in Cincinnati. These were guys that they wanted, not just for this year, but for the year prior. Yes, did they get guys that were already on this Badger team? Absolutely. But the quarterbacks, these were these were picked by this coaching staff. The wide receivers, Williams, USC, we were all hyped up about it. These were guys picked by this by this group. And you want to talk about the uh, the recruiting class coming up here for for twenty twenty four? All right, 24th. It's not a top 10 class, according to 24-7 sports. It's twenty. It's it's 24th right now. Okay, you want to do uh, 20, uh, should we look at it a little bit further? 2025, a little bit better. Still, 17. And those guys, by that time, if we're just looking at a couple years, are they even going to be on the field? Are they even going to be on the field? But perhaps the biggest indicator deciding factor of why maybe it won't be this Badger team that'll be the better team or a team that bounces back in the next couple years is that this conference is going to get so much better. So much better. We know the expansion of this conference, right? I mean, with USC coming, Oregon coming, UCLA, those teams, they're coming. And it's going to make this conference a whole lot more difficult. Heck, look at next year's schedule for the Badgers. You open up against Western Michigan and South Dakota. Okay, cool. Then then you got Alabama and then USC. You get a bye week in between the two there. Now, I don't know what USC is going to look like last, next year. Caleb Williams, you probably assume, is not going to be there. Uh, who knows about Lincoln Riley, and right now USC is trending downward. But still, you got to go to California for, for that one. Purdue, Rutgers, Northwestern, Penn State, Iowa. Then you got Oregon, Nebraska, Minnesota. It's going to get tougher. 2025, your opponents, you got Washington on there. Washington, one of the better teams this year. you got Ohio State. You got Oregon and you got Michigan. It's going to be a whole lot more difficult this year. Or I should say, excuse me, the next couple years with this Big Ten schedule. Can Wisconsin compete against those teams? What gives you the confidence that Wisconsin can compete with those teams? Their quarterback next year is probably going to be Brandon Locke. We've seen him this year. What gives you confidence that he's going to get better? Oh, you say more experience the older he gets. Why can't you say the same thing that about Packers with their with their younger roster, with their younger guys? If you're going to say it for the Badgers, why can't you say it for the Packers? Things are going to get tougher in this in this thing in this conference here. So overall, I. 
it's a tough one for me to, to kind of pick it again. I know everybody's probably going to be predetermined because maybe they don't like Matt LaFleur. They don't, you know, they, they're just like, nope, nope, don't like Jordan Love already. So I, I'm just going to, I'm going to pick Badgers or I don't know. Everybody's going to be a little different here. Everybody's going to be a little bit different here. It's tough. I think for me, though, if I had to make a pick, if I had to make a pick between one, and you kind of boil it down, like I, it's kind of like a, a positive and negative column. You know, when you make those positive and negative sheets, when you're trying to make a decision, that sort of stuff. You know, coaching wise, I kind of trust Luke Fickle a little bit more right now. So I think advantage goes to that. But then I factor in it's things are going to get really tough in this conference. Can Wisconsin play up to that level? Can they? I think right now there's some question marks surrounding it. The one big positive I do give Green Bay, though, is money, is salary cap. I do feel like Green Bay is a team that will spend once they get that salary cap in. I feel like they're going to bring in some players in the next couple of years because things are going to open up. I feel like maybe there will be, eh, desperation might be a little bit too strong of a word here, but there's going to be an urgency a sense of urgency after this year to like, okay, figure it out. Get it going here a little bit. That's both from the front office and the coaching stuff. I feel like Joel Berry will be let go. There will be changes within the coaching staff. And maybe you could say the same thing about the Badger football team too. We talked to RJ about it the other day. Could they make a change at offensive coordinator? It's tough. But if I had to make a pick... The one that I think has just a little bit more, just just a skosh, a little bit more. That maybe in the next couple of years, they're going to be back to a really good team, back to a really good program. But as slim as the margins, I might take Green Bay. Just a little bit. A little bit. Because to me, the I think the deciding factor in it is... Salary cap, free agents, money. That, to me, is just kind of the big one out there. I think you can get a flux of, or, you know, get a few free agents in and such, and it changes things up a little bit. And I feel like Green Bay is going to be doing that in next offseason, offseason after that, too. So what do you think? Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at D-A-N-K-A-S-P-E-R, Facebook.com slash Casper Sports. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast brought to you by Hyvie and Toyson Ford. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a five-star rating and a review so others can find the podcast. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper, and I will talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast.